This is episode 305. You can't truly help others unless you help yourself with Carissa. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thank you to all of you who've been leaving ratings and reviews for the show. We're actually doing a little contest right now to win a free 30-minute session with me off the air, just you and me, totally private. will only be recorded for your benefit if you want. I know a lot of you want to come on the podcast or want to have a session with me, but you just don't want thousands and thousands of people to hear you or you can't afford it. And we have a solution to both of those things, which is if you go to wherever you listen to this show and leave a rating and review and take a screenshot of it and then go to christinehaster.com slash review and post, fill it out, post your screenshot, you'll be entered into the contest to win a free 30 minute session with me. And I can get a lot done with you in 30 minutes. So it'll be really, really awesome. Again, all you have to do, go leave a rating and a review preferably five stars. It really helps boost the show, get more people to the show and and help the show have more longevity. Fill out your review. It doesn't have to be super long. Then go to christinehaster.com slash review, upload everything. Super, super easy. And you're entered to win. I have a great show for you today. I know I have a lot of people pleasers that listen and a lot of people that really want to help others, but you know, it's, it's like they say on the airplanes, and this is a old and tired metaphor, but I'm going to pull it out, which is you've got to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you help another person. And there are so many of you out there that are trying to help yourself by putting oxygen masks on other people. I have this huge desire to impact millions of people. I want to help other people. Okay. But do you have a full cup? Have you put that oxygen mask on and breathed it and saved yourself before you're going and trying to help other people? Again, you don't have to be perfect, but if there are certain things that are way out of balance in your life, then the person that really needs your help is you and your inner child. And this will become so much more clear when you listen to my session with Carissa. So as you are listening, consider, do you have resistance or laziness that comes up when it comes to doing things that are just for you or doing things that are outside the realm of just your normal day-to-day activity? Did you grow up in a house where you really didn't feel seen? Do you often dread doing something because you're so afraid you're going to disappoint other people? When it comes to serving others and helping others, are you doing it because it makes you feel good or are you doing it because that's the way you actually love yourself? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my session with Carissa. Before we dive in, I would like to thank my sponsor, Third Love. Third Love knows the science behind top-to-bottom comfort without sacrificing style. So speaking of pleasing, but not people-pleasing, actually pleasing yourself with perfectly fitted bras and underwear to quality sleepwear. Putting on your essentials feels like indulging yourself every day. Yes, yes. I love putting on my Third Love pajamas. They're so comfortable. It's like the end of the day transition. I put them on and it's like, ah, the day is done. I am complete. I can relax now. It's like they go on my body. It's like, ah, I can relax. And I 
love that because there's nothing more sacred than me time. Again, perfect for our episode today. <laughs> Carissa needs some third love. Third love limited edition summer styles are designed with tropical inspired colors, vacation ready designs, and breezy feelings that whisk you away to your own personal paradise. You can find your happy place with third love's perfectly fitted bras and quality sleepwear. I call it pajamas. They call it quality sleepwear. Theirs is probably a little more sophisticated. But what I really love is that all my third love bras actually fit. I think a lot of us are wearing bras that really actually don't fit us. You can compare your third love bras, underwear, loungewear to older items that weren't as fitted or as comfortable and really see the difference. So third love is your go-to destination for comfortable and quality everyday essentials. Get the level of fit and comfort you deserve with their bras, underwear, sleep, and loungewear. You can find new favorite everyday essentials, to their number one 24 seven classic t-shirt bra, which is one of my favorites. And their simple fitting room quiz factors in size, brush shape, current fit issues, and your personal style to find the perfect bras and underwear for you. No more awkward dressing room moments. Take the fitting room quiz from the comfort of home. And if you have any questions, fit stylists are available for one-on-one chats. Third Love stands behind their products. If you do not love it, exchanges and returns are free. So here is your call to action because you deserve some TLC. That's third love comfort. Go to thirdlove.com slash over it and get 20% off your first purchase. Again, thirdlove.com slash over it. That's T-H-I-R-D-L-O-V-E.com slash over it for 20% off today. And now on to my coaching session with Carissa. Carissa, welcome to the show. How can I help? Yes, thank you so much. I'm such a huge fan and I've been following you now for probably a year, maybe. Oh, Uh, awesome. Thank you. Just on the show and stuff. And it's just been so helpful with what I do. And also just, you know, of course, personal development stuff. Mm. Okay. So I, (laughs) my question, I've kind of been a little bit all over the place as far as what I wanted to talk about. But I've been thinking a lot about it, and I think I've really just been noticing that I have some issues around resistance that I think I just want some guidance on, like, how to pull me out of that when I'm doing that. And what I've noticed is it's been, like, either overthinking and getting, like, confused and constantly torn between, like, is this my intuition or is this my Mm -hmm. conditioning? (laughs) Um, And so, But I do find that to be kind of a way of resistance because it just gets me down the rabbit hole of kind of questioning everything and not really getting anywhere. Mm. And then the other thing is kind of laziness. And to be honest, I do kind of judge myself about that. And I know that's a no, no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, and what I mean by that is like, instead of quote unquote doing the work, which I know there's so many tools that I have that I can do, I will instead like either take an app or watch a show or visit a friend, which is great connection and everything, but it's not like helping shift anything that I Mm -hmm. struggle with. So again, I just have recently just kind of identified that those really are just resistance. And while I'm in them, it's really hard to kind of shift out of that. Mm -hmm. So I guess I just wanted to know if there's like any more guidance on that in particular. Well, what do you think you're resisting? I don't really know. I think I have that like grass is greener kind of mentality of like if I do X, Y, Z amount of work and, you know, 
see my shadow more clearly and all these things that I won't, I don't know, be able to find, I think the biggest thing is like, I'll be able to follow my intuition and maybe that's a little scary. Mm -hmm. What scares you about it? I don't know that for some reason, maybe it will like affect people around me in a negative way. Hmm. How so? I don't really know. (laughs) It's kind of hard to think about. Like I, I'm one of seven. So I, I grew up in like a kind of not chaotic in a bad way, but kind of a chaotic household. So I have that like people pleaser in me that just like, I don't want to rock the boat. And Mm -hmm. so like, I feel like if I speak up for myself or I do something that maybe set boundaries, for example, like maybe that will affect other people. And so maybe it's like, oh, if Mm -hmm. I just stay how I am, then, you know, (laughs) yeah, maybe that's what it is. Well, that sounds pretty probable. What number Mm -hmm. were you in the seven? I'm number six. Six, so I, yeah. I, mm-hmm. yeah, so I have a little brother, but then everyone else is older than All me. Right. Yeah. Well, when th- the younger you are, the more you have to like adapt to the dynamic, right? Right. Which is like a good thing and a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's it good? It's good for me, I feel, because I like am a very like go with the flow kind of person. Like, um, like in traffic, I, I really, very rarely, it actually kind of scares me to like honk my horn. Like I don't ever really do that. I don't really get that upset if somebody cuts me off. I'm just like in the moment mm-hmm. temporarily, like a little frustrated, but then I'm just like move on and I'm choosing to have a good day. And that person was in a hurry or, you know, whatever the case is, right. um, that kind of thing. I just, I, I tend to go with the flow. And so I, I actually do like that about myself that I kind of go with the punches and if things don't go to plan, it's not the end of the world for me. Right. So that in that way, I feel like it. it's a good thing. But in the other way, it's like people pleasing yeah. to my own detriment. Is that a snoring dog in the background? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh Is it too loud? That's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pug, so. <laughs> That's okay. The audience, I'm sure the audience will not mind it. But now that we know what it is, we can kind of stop going, what is that sound? And actually listen to what you and I are saying. No, dogs are welcome on the podcast. They're totally welcome. <laughs> Sirens, traffic sounds, not so much. But dogs, dogs yeah. are totally cool. Um, so here's the, a couple things I'm noticing about you. You, uh, mm-hmm. you know yourself. You understand yourself. And there's, there's no problem here in terms of like knowing what the issue is and how it works and why it is. And Mm -hmm. really seeing that even, even this beautiful quality of like going with the flow and not getting upset, it kind of bleeds over to the people pleaser thing. It's like, Mm -hmm. there's a part of you that doesn't want to take a stand about anything. Right. That just wants to be like, not responsible for being on the hook for anything. Whether mm-hmm. it's honking your horn or <laughs> saying, no, I don't want to do that. The, the being adaptable thing falls into the right. people pleaser. So what I'm curious about is I understand there's the fear of, you know, I don't want to rock the boat. But what else actually scares you about going after what you want? Like, um, like what happens if you get it wrong? What happens if you choose the wrong thing or you fail? What happens then? I know – like intellectually and especially since listening to you and stuff like I know that really it not much would happen as far as you know maybe some people would be disappointed or maybe I would be disappointed um I don't know I feel like this hesitance to move I think there's also like that perfectionist part Mm -hmm. in me that like if I 
it's almost like I'd rather not try and fail. Right. Than, you know. Right. Um, so you're kind of yeah, in this, you're sure in this that, loop. You'd rather not try and fail, but you're judging yourself for being resistant. So right. for whatever reason, we, we always kind of pick our poisons. And for whatever mm-hmm. reason, your your psyche and and all parts of you are choosing, well, I'd rather be a little lazy, quote unquote, and judge myself than put myself out there and have people be upset at me. Because it's almost like the suffering that you're in now is something you can control. The only person you're disappointing mm-hmm. is, your, in your, is yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you actually go and make these decisions and do these things, then there's a possibility of disappointing others. So what I'm noticing is that you're last on your priority list. You're totally okay with repeatedly disappointing yourself. But when it comes to being judged by others, disappointing others, being perceived in a negative way, you want to avoid that like the plague. Can right. you see that? Yes. But the comfort zone of being okay with just being disappointed in yourself is dangerous. Mm-hmm. because you will just get more and more and more complacent. Right. And it's funny that you say that because that's something I noticed in my marriage. Like we have just recently kind of gotten through, well, we're kind of in the middle of going through some stuff, but I feel like um, our head's above water a little bit more now. Um, and it was about complacency. Like just, we've been together for 15 years. We've been married almost 10 and we just got in the flow of life and, we do kind of like, I think, take each other for granted and then just like forget to spend time together. Not necessarily forget, but like, you know, just mm-hmm. getting complacent and not put, you know, making the other person feel like really special and lifted up and supported. And, and why so do you just, think it, you don't do that? I The only thing I can think of is just like the, the surface stuff, just like you said, kind of putting myself last and then putting him last too. Mm-hmm. And um, like putting our kids first. And, mm-hmm. and then um, I'm also kind of responsible for other children in my life, which is mm-hmm. wonderful. And I love it. But I, I kind of take all of my life force, responsibility and life into that. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then we're kind of last. <laughs> so, okay. Well, so this completes more of the puzzle. So if you're watching your kids and you're watching these mm-hmm. other kids, you don't have a lot of time left up for you. We only have so much life force. And I don't know mm-hmm. anyone who's watching a bunch of kids all day long and then is like, mm, I'm ready to work on my business or write that book <laughs> or like go and do something for me. They're like, I just want to, I want to tune out. I want right. to escape. I want to. And also if we have a lot of people pleasing, it impacts our parenting as well. Mm-hmm. And the parenting becomes so kid centered that we completely lose ourselves in it because your people pleasing is going to bleed over to kids as well. Even though I know you probably discipline and all that, it's like the lack of boundaries are going to affect how much energy you have at the end of the day. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah. totally. So I think there's like a, a reclamation here of you went from being, you know, almost the youngest of a lot of kids to having a lot of kids that you're responsible for You've never really had a lot of time when it's just Carissa, like focusing right. on herself. I think that, right. that hasn't really been something that's been available to you. But now you're sitting here beating yourself up for being lazy or being resistant to things where inside really what, what could be going on is your, your inner child, your inner self is like, there's already too much. I already mm. have too much on my plate. I'm already handling too much because when we're constantly in that, 
or consistently in that people pleaser and thinking about everybody else and taking care of people from kids to a dog to a husband, whatever it may be, (laughs) there's really not the bandwidth to go and do other things. So I think the resistance and the laziness is the breaks. Mm, yeah. And if- I mean, that's what it feels like when I'm doing it. I like, it's weird because I beat myself up because I'm like, I know I could be doing things that could help like make me a better mother, make me a better person, make me a better friend. But then I also don't feel badly about taking a break right now. Right. Like it's, it's kind of funny. I, I get torn again and then I overthink and then yes, all I can that tell. And it's just flipped out. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> yeah. So Tell me something, Carissa, that you really want to do. Well, in terms of my business, I really want to start integrating some of the passions that I have um, for helping people, integrate that into what I do. What's your business? I'm a massage therapist and also an esthetician, um, but I've been so into the like I mean, I'm kind of one of those like natural coach. Like I give great advice to other people mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I, I get stumped on myself. But, um, and I've, I've always gotten that like several clients will be like, oh, thank you for my therapy today, you know, and right. they're not just talking about the massage <laughs> right? and just that kind of stuff. And I love it. It just, it makes me so happy to help people. And so I've been trying to kind of integrate the two, like mind, body, um, somatic stuff and integrating with like kind of what a little bit about like how you teach and then about how, um, I love Nicole Sachs as well and her journal speak. Um, and so I've been trying to like help people guide them on little journaling prompts and things like Mm -hmm. that. But I just, I, it's like, I start to rev up and then I don't know, I get, I like hit a wall and I, I don't, I don't, um, so what do you think the the wall is? (laughs) So what do you think the wall is? Like just drop Um, out of your head and drop into your intuition. I don't want you to answer me from your analytical mind. mm Mm-hmm. I want you That's to hard. feel into, <laughs> well, if you really want to help people, you got to get out of the analytical mind. Right. We don't help people through the analytical mind. So I want you just to drop into your heart and feel into what that wall is. What does it feel like? What does it look like? What message does it have for you? What keeps coming back around for me is like just general worthiness, like kind of imposter syndrome. Like who am I to tell these people how to shift their own things and also like do I even deserve that kind of a job where I'm so fulfilled and I'm financially stable I don't know it's like yeah that feels like I'm not supposed to have that Mm. Mm. so here's the thing about imposter syndrome sometimes it's useful sometimes it's a load of shit and right now (laughs) it's a little bit of both for you Because the self-doubt is actually handy because it's stopping you from going into burnout. Like if you really Mm -hmm. built, in addition to taking care of kids, being in a marriage that isn't, you know, super enriching, sounds like you're going through the motions, maybe you've gotten out of it, but it's not like it feeds you with tons of life force energy. Then you're a massage and you're an esthetician. So giving, 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 using your physical body. Then you add Mm -hmm. coaching to that. You're super unbalanced. It's all output, no input. So that's where the doubt and the imposter syndrome is protective because it's like, not who are you to do this in terms of you are a piece of crap and you're not able, but it's like, who are you to do this when you really don't have the space Mm. and the the bandwidth and the time when your cup isn't full? Who are you to do this when your cup isn't full? You're kind of a martyr. 
So in that way, the voice is healthy. It's not because you can't or you're not worth it or anything like that. It's that you have this huge desire to help, but like you said, you're not really turning it inward. I'm sure that so many of the things that you say to other people in terms of them not being so hard on themselves and them being kinder yeah. to themselves and them setting boundaries, part of what triggers the imposter syndrome is because you're not doing that enough in your own life. Yeah. So the imposter syndrome right now is feedback. It's not a message of you don't have what it takes. It's basically saying some things need to be shuffled around so we don't go into burnout. So we actually have the bandwidth to do this because something that I see so frequently is that people go into helping other people to help themselves. Right. Truly. Mm -hmm. And it's a savior thing. And it usually is coming from a place of lack. And yours isn't super severe, but it's there. And I think mm -hmm. you can feel that. Yeah. And so what I would suggest is right now becoming your own best client. <laughs> this laziness, that's this resistance that comes up when you notice you want to watch a show, check in and be like, all right, what's going on here? What tired me out today? What could I have done differently with my boundaries? Like if mm -hmm. there's, there's one assignment I would give you, it would be every night, have a little observation journal and evaluate all right, where did I hold my boundaries? Where did I say yes when I meant no? Where was I making a decision that was more based on someone else being happy than me? And mm. just really start to observe yourself like you're your own client. And right. don't put the pressure to make any changes or to do anything to your business. This very thing I'm telling you is going to help your business if you decide that you want to eventually do that someday. But I think right now it's getting a handle on you, getting a handle on, wow, when it comes to giving and receiving, I'm really unbalanced here. I mm. give and I give and I give and I give. And then I wonder why when it comes to doing something for me, I have no energy. Right. Yeah. And that, that really is what it feels like. Like my soul is exhausted. And <laughs> like when I try to check in with my little Carissa, I, sometimes I can connect with her great. And sometimes she's really upset. What is and she then upset about? I don't, she's like mad at me for like not, I think she's jealous of my kids um, yeah. because I give them so much attention. Well, at least yeah. I try. I give them what I think is a, is my most. <laughs> well, and um, she wouldn't my, be jealous. She, it's not like they need less attention as she needs more attention. Right. Exactly. And instead it's, of it's, like, okay, so let's use the example of, you know, the laziness or the resistance. So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you think, oh, I'm going to listen to this course, or I'm going to read this book, or I'm going to work on this blog or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then the quote unquote laziness comes in and you watch TV or you take a nap or whatever. And then the self-judger comes in of, oh my gosh, you're so lazy. Why are you so resistant to things? So on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, like the laziness and the tiredness, that was little Carissa trying to communicate to you and going, mm -hmm. I need attention. I need you to stop doing things and pay attention to me. But because you judge it so much, you skip to like a numbing out technique versus really getting the signal. Like that resistance that you're feeling, that laziness is her. Mm. That's her saying, I need attention. And here's the thing, being one of seven, you're kind of used to not a lot of attention. Right. That's something I've recently tried to, like this whole year has been a lot of like breakthroughs for me just in like 
self-awareness. Um, and I've been noticing that, but like, I really just didn't feel seen. And right. as much as, um, you know, my parents were awesome. I actually really loved my childhood. I just, I really felt invisible a lot. Right. And, and then other times when I didn't feel invisible, it seemed like the only reason that that would be was if I did something wrong. Yeah. Um, and so then it was like, I'd rather be invisible. <laughs> I actually right. kind of like that, even though I know. Right. This kind of comes back to like, mm-hmm. I'd rather be resistant and lazy and just not do anything than put myself out there, get it wrong and have people mad at me. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. And in, in that dynamic of a household, it feels like it's like the whole world's mad at me. Right. It's, it just feels so bigger than it. Exactly. Than it is. Exactly. So that's why it's so much safer just to stay in your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. But you have this desire. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so that's where the conflict is. But there's two major things that I want you to do. One, I'm just going to repeat myself a little bit. Mm -hmm. Be your own client and really observe what you're doing throughout the day. Just like if you were a, a coach and you were doing an intake, you were doing your first couple sessions with a client, you'd get to know them, you get to know their patterns and behavior, you'd start to see, you know, when they're people pleasing too much or when they're saying yes, when they mean no, like you'd you'd start to really evaluate and understand them. So that's the first thing I want you to do. Second thing is when this laziness comes up or this like fear of making a decision or the resistance or the overthinking or any of those things, Mm-hmm. Those are alarm systems that little Carissa needs attention. Okay. She needs attention. She needs you to check in. Let's do it right now. Just close your eyes and put one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly. And just take a deep breath. And just see if you can feel her or see her. And when you feel like you have a connection to the little you, at whatever age that is that comes forward, just tell me Yes. Yes. I, I, it's funny. I feel like I see two different ages. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I see her at five and she's like very sweet and just open and excited. And then I see her at nine and she's like kind of shut off and upset. Okay. So let's talk to the nine-year-old and just ask her and you can ask her out loud what she's upset about. Just say, hi, I see you. Cause first of all, she wants to be seen. She wants to be acknowledged. So I really see you. It looks like you're upset. Would you mind sharing with me what you're upset about? Okay. Hi there, honey. <laughs> you're so shy. It's okay. What, what's upsetting you? I'm not really sure. Mm. I don't know why I'm crying, but I just, I don't think she really knows. Mm. Mm -hmm. I think she just wants to be connected. Mm -hmm. Ask her how she feels about how you're taking care of her. How do you feel about how I'm, showing up for you you're not mm. Mm. what is what is big carissa doing from your from the little 9 year old what is she doing taking care of everybody mhm mhm and then i i get 
eight, like when my little boy, he's seven and he asked me for more time, I really try to give it to him mm-hmm. and get upset with my husband for not giving him enough time. And it's all about him. Mm-hmm. But then just ignoring me and I'm right here. So I just want to confirm with little Carissa, you're not asking her to give her kids less time. You just would like some time as well. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of things would you like big Carissa to do with you? Color. Okay. Color. Okay. Anything else? She's been doing that more, but it's just like doesn't see me as much as she wants to. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it feels mm. like I try. This is big, Chris. I try to connect and I just, I sometimes I feel like I can't connect to her. So when I color, I feel better Yeah. in the day and I feel like I have like more energy. Like yeah. It's laughable now because we've identified some stuff, but I'll do that, and then I feel better. But yeah. then I don't really understand what I'm doing, I guess, is actually connecting to her more. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then she doesn't need to send the alarms. So can you make a promise to color with her, say, 15 minutes a day? <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> is that enough for her to begin with? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. And now how's she doing? Um, she's she's excited for that, but she doesn't fully trust it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because you have to be consistent. Yeah. She can't trust it until you're consistent. So can you make the agreement with her and with me that you'll do that 15 minutes every day just to connect with her? Maybe have a picture of your little you next to the coloring book and just spend this time connecting. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's beautiful, Carissa, that you want to help others, but that's not the priority right now. Okay. The priority right now is having some boundaries, making time for yourself having some really conscious conversations with your husband about sharing more of the load of parenting so it's not all on you. Yeah, that's actually been a lot of what our conversations have been about. (laughs) Good. You need to get your life in a place where you feel like you have a full cup. So again, the imposter syndrome isn't saying you suck, you can't do this. It's saying not yet. Yeah, that feels... Right. Good. It's funny because how I saw the five-year-old self, I remember when my mom, we were all homeschooled as well, so it's even more (laughs) chaotic. Um, But I remember my mom asking me what you want to be when you grow up. And I said, I don't really know, but I just want to help people. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's it. It's like I see her and she's so excited to do that. Right. But then it's like the neglect started there maybe. I don't but know. But here's the deal, my love. It wasn't that the five-year-old really wanted to help people. She mm. felt not seen. Mm. She needed help. 
children often say they want to do what they need. Mm. That and makes sense. I don't um, disagree that you have a beautiful heart and a healing heart and your life path may be helping others, but right now it's in such an unbalanced way with no boundaries that if you then go make this more of a profession, it just is the road to burnout. Yeah. So you have amazing gifts, but we need you need to learn to use harness them in a way that's balanced, in a way that doesn't lead to burnout, in a way that's really sustainable. And that can't be sustainable until you and little Carissa are more of a priority and you stop the people pleasing and you stop the collapse boundaries and you stop trying to heal yourself by helping others. Cause that's what that little five-year-old was saying. Mm. She was really saying, I need help. I want to help people because I don't want anyone to feel as unseen as me. Right. Ugh. That makes so much sense. Cause like <laughs> thinking about it, I'm like, oh, maybe if yeah. I lean more into that it will balance, but that makes way more sense that that's what would balance me. Exactly. Exactly. Does all this help? Oh, yeah, so much. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. And you're clear on your next steps. Yes. (laughs) So thank you, Carissa, for being so self-aware and so honest and so vulnerable and, and also just a beautiful job of connecting to your inner child in this session. There's just such a strong connection with, which just confirms everything we talked about more in terms of this child just wanting so much to be seen, to be really seen and really heard and not be second to everyone else in the world, including future clients. So initially, Krista was talking about resistance and laziness and didn't know what she was resisting, um, scared to follow her intuition, scared how it will affect people around her in a negative way. And as soon as she said that, it was like, okay, we've got a people pleaser. We've got someone here who has not a very strong sense of self in terms of boundaries, in terms of self-care, and is trying to love herself through others. Because that's often what the people-pleasing pattern does. It's like, all right, well, I'm not getting enough attention or I'm not feeling like I can really get my needs met. So I'm just gonna try to please other people. And when I see that they're pleased, then that fills my cup. So she's working to get that love through pleasing others. Now, that is not sustainable. That is freaking exhausting. So of course, when it comes to going and doing something that she wants to do, she's going to feel exhausted. She's going to feel resistant. She's going to feel lazy because that's the inner child going, "Uh uh-uh, no, no, no. We're not going to start building this business or do this other thing. Like I need attention. And because she's not connecting in with the inner child, it just feels like laziness or resistance. But really the laziness and resistance is the alarm from her inner child. So she's one of seven the sixth of seven, she was used to not getting a lot of attention. There were six other kids she had to quote unquote compete with. And even if her parents were amazing, seven kids, two parents who one or more worked managing the household, all that kind of stuff. She's not getting a lot of attention. And the thing about Carissa, and you could probably tell this is she's a love bug. She's someone that loves people. And she probably was a child that needed more attention that she got. She needed more love and comfort and she's filling her life trying to get it. She's got her own kids. 
She's got another kid that she takes care of her kids. She's got a dog. I thought I heard other animals in the background too. (laughs) Then she's a massage therapist. Then she's an esthetician. I mean, do you see the theme here? So this was all about balancing. I don't even like the word balancing. It's getting in a more healthy relationship with giving and receiving. You know, we cannot give and give and give and give and give and then expect to feel great. (laughs) Like it's beautiful to help people, but from a full cup. Otherwise we're just depleting ourselves and trying to make ourselves feel better through helping them. And it, believe me, it doesn't work. So this whole imposter syndrome of like, who am I to? And like, I think I've hit a wall of worthiness. Well, yeah, anyone who gives and gives and gives and doesn't really give to themselves and doesn't receive, they're not going to feel worthy. People pleasers never feel worthy. Overgivers never feel worthy. Martyrs never feel worthy because they're just giving, 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 giving so much and you're not receiving and you have to be able to receive from yourself and from others to feel worthy. You understand this, right? It's like, I don't feel wealthy unless money's coming in. I've got money in the bank. Same thing with worthy. I don't feel worthy unless I've got input, self-care, people honoring me, people taking care of me. Yes, I can help and give, but I need to be supported as well. And believe me, this is a lesson that I learned the hard way, but early in my career. And I would have massively burnt out by now. I would not want to do this podcast anymore. I would not want to do one-on-one work. I would not want to lead retreats. I would have just wanted to automate everything by now and maybe speak a little bit. And that's it because I would be so burnt out. How I do this is I have boundaries. I make sure that I have a lot of support. I make sure that I'm checking in with little Christine. I make sure that I'm not the coach in my marriage or my friendships or my family. I have really good boundaries around all of that. And so then I can really help and serve from a full cup. And I don't feel like an imposter because I'm doing in my own life what I'm coaching other people to do. Am I perfect? Hell to the hells, no. (laughs) But do I feel like a fraud? No. No. And I want Carissa to really step into her career of coaching or whatever it may be, but I don't want her to feel like a fraud. So that's why the encouragement so much was to really fill her, fill her cup, to really take care of herself. So some takeaways for her and for you is become your own client. Instead of judging yourself and analyzing yourself, just observe when I did this, then that happened. When I did this, then that happened. When I did this, I felt this way. When this person said this to me, I felt this way. When I had this conversation, I wish I would have said, but what I actually said was, and just observe and start to see, wow, all right, there's some changes I want to make here. And if I I were my own best coach, what would be some things I'd put in place? So observation is neutral. Observation is just like walking outside and being like, right now, the sky color is gray not having an opinion about it, not going, oh, the sky is gray. It's going to rain. I don't like when the sky is gray. I'm not going to get a tan. Nope. It's just, the sky is gray. Just neutral. Observe. And then from that, you could be like, okay, well, if the sky is gray, may need to take an umbrella. Um, you, you You can plan for it. So you can observe and respond. But what we do is we judge and react. We judge, oh, I'm being lazy. And then we react with, self-criticism and then trying to analyze. And it's just, it's just, it's an endless cycle. So observe and respond. And the second thing I told Carissa to do, and I encourage all of you to do this as well, is connect with that inner child and make them a commitment. For her, it was, okay, we're going to color for 15 minutes a day. Awesome. Great. 
Love that. Perfect. And it's not that long. Anybody can color for 15 minutes a day, but at least her inner child will feel like she's starting to show up. And of course, little Carissa said, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this because it's not real yet. She's probably made herself a bunch of promises that she hasn't kept because other people have come first. She's made herself a promise. Then she was needed. She drops everything, goes help the other, goes and helps the other person. And I know a lot of you do this too. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. You're only hurting yourself. And in the long run, you really won't be able to help and serve other people. Promise. Promise. You've got to have a full cup. All right, everybody. Stop the people pleasing. Make yourself a priority. It is not selfish. And I know it's hard with parents. I really get that. But if you're teaching kids that they're the center of the universe and you drop everything whenever they need something, you're going to raise some entitled kids. We don't want that. So it's learning how to balance meeting their needs, helping them feel seen, but also having them see that you have a life as well and that you take care of yourself as well. And in the long run, that's going to make you a better parent and that's going to make them better people. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. So much love and many blessings until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.